Good morning, everybody. My name is Gerilyn. I'm a compulsive eater at Nevada. I couldn't believe this meeting, like that there even is one. I'm from Boston, and I think we have really good meetings here, but one of my sons and his family lives in Silicon Valley, and I just came back from being there for a month, and I discovered this whole OA world out there, which I'm not going to let go of. But anyway, I came into OA at 2001. I always was a compulsive overeater. didn't show up till I was like 35. And um, got abstinent, worked a program. 2013, my mother-in-law died. I picked up one piece of cake and I, um, and I don't know if you're allowed to say food here. I don't know, but it, I, sorry, I did. And um, I was face down in the food for six years. And I mean face down. I gained all 50 pounds back. I would pray for willingness. I would pray to be desperate so that it would get me back there. And then I would go from here to there. And and then I, I started going back after my first sponsor passed away and something, I started to go to her meeting. I never went to her meeting. And somebody approached me and said, are you ready for a sponsor? And I, yeah. And then I came back, I lost the weight again. It was much longer because I'm 60 now. But I'm a chronic relapser and I was so moved when I saw like about shame and embarrassment. So many years, um, 90 day meetings are very popular out here and if people would normally introduce themselves and they have a lot of recovery. I've got this many days, this many years and I would be sitting there thinking, oh my God, I mean, like I have three days and I would always have three days the next time. And I, then when I had, when I, after I was face down in the food and what took me so long to come back was I was just ashamed and embarrassed and didn't want to show up. And I mean, that's all like the bondage of self, just totally caught up in myself. And, um, I kept thinking to myself, how would I treat another fellow? And I would treat them with the like, just like with so much love and grief, and, and I'd be grateful that they came back. I, people weren't judging me, but I was. I'm the worst judge of myself. And, you know, when I, when I came, when I came back this time, and I worked the steps several times, and I just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell my sponsor when I was slipping and sliding, I would lie about by omission mostly. And I still do a little bit, but the fact that I bring it up and talk about it has helped me to have it less and less because the truth is I have a disease and it wins a lot of the time, but leaving here, I have no chance. I have no chance of recovery. I have no chance. You know, I came here for the vanity. As they say, I stayed for the sanity. I wouldn't have a marriage, relationships, a life without this program. I was running wild with that mouth of mine, trying to control everybody, miserable and unhappy and blaming everybody. Even though, and then I started working the steps. I actually lost my anger immediately when I came into program. But this time when I came back, I said to my sponsor, like, there's no other way for me to be but in the steps. Like the tools are great, the steps are better and they're just, there's just no way. So I'm in another step study now and I'm writing, I'm writing, I'm writing my fourth step right now. 
in this fashion from this workshop. And now at this point in the game, I just look for my part in it because that's where my freedom lies. Like, just tell me, I will call somebody up from, from program. And yes, I want to solicit everybody, you know, my sister, da, 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 and I want to, I want to get you on my side and I want to show you this one side of thing, but my freedom doesn't lie there. My freedom lies in the place where I'm at fault, where it's my part that I can fix. I can't control anybody. So now I have a different look at that. Like I have a more um, compassionate look at getting my part in it as like information, just some good information for me to work on. And yeah, I, one of the things that I struggle with in relapse is, I don't know, overeating abstinent food. I can make any, any abstinent food. I could turn into something I have to pull out of my thing, you know? Things that I didn't even like before, I suddenly have overeating. So it's 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 always a struggle for me to give up those things for the freedom that I need. And um, it's hard. It's hard for me sometimes. Like I want when I the way I know is if I want more of it, then it's got to come out, and it's got to come out of my program. And and that's one of the things that keeps me relapsed. Is like I'm holding on to that control. And there's also this like twist in me that if I let go of this addiction, when things get really bad, what am I gonna do, you know? But the truth is I've walked through some really hard things um, with being abstinent. I walked through bankruptcy being absent, having three children and having to feed them and all this stuff. I mean, hard things abstinent. And I was able to walk through them abstinent and keep everybody intact abstinent because I was in this program. And yesterday, I just wanted to eat. It's usually my thing where I'm looking at the clock, probably around 10.30ish, looking for that noontime thing. And all I wanted to do was eat. And this is what working the steps helps me with. I was like, uh, okay, I'm totally powerless over this food. Like, it's just got me grip. And then Step two, which I came to believe that a power greater than myself can restore me to sanity. And at that moment, I realized I don't believe that. I'm relying on myself. I do not believe that. I know it can happen, but at this moment, I don't believe I am, I am running the show. It never ends well when I run the show, by the way. And in that moment, I was able like, just to ask God for some help, just to open me up a little bit, to let 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 me let this go and um the desire to eat um is very painful for me and it's really hard going through a day abstinent when i really want to eat and and many times i really want to eat and i just i'm not going to write about it i just think i'll suffer through the day but i'm getting better at that um yeah, like I, I do, I write, I know that was the thing, that phone call stuff. I hated that phone call stuff. I have one sponsor that said, if it's a message, it doesn't count. Well, who picks up their phone. But this time I came back to program 2019 is when I started getting a sponsor again and working. So it's about a year. And um, I just started with the telephone. And I pushed my way through it till I started getting calls and getting to know people. 
So I can call somebody and not even ask them how they are and say, you got to talk me off this ledge. And that's why um, practicing the telephone uh, when, when we don't need it has been good. When I don't, when I should say mine, when I didn't need it has saved me many times. And um, doing like, um, I, I, I practice um, step nine. I, I, I don't make amends. I don't make amends for, for um, like so many times, like I used to do this thing where I'd say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, so that the person would be spending their time relieving me. Like it was just like I was sucking the energy out of them. Now I want to apologize if I can from a place of real compassion where I really did something wrong and leave myself that it's not the end of the world. I'm in the human condition. It's not my first time. It won't be my last time. I used to, I used to kind of equate that with driving. Whatever the person in front of you was doing, you have done, or whatever person in front of me is doing, I shouldn't say you, I have done, and I'll do it again. I have done all the same mistakes that I have not liked other people doing while driving. And that has really helped me with like that self-forgiveness because I like my bondage of self is um, tense. Like before I came into program, I used to think like being full of yourself was really like full of all your positive traits. And, but now I realize for me, it's being full of the negative speak in myself like just spend the whole day telling myself I'm stupid or awful or bad or why to do that and this and that and the other and wasting my time and I'm not being of use. I'm not doing God's will. I'm just caught up in the bondage of self. And that's what I love so much of that. Why do we say it? Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. It's like I really need that so badly. I am so fearful that... Um, you know, I start from a place of fear. And I really need God's help with that because it really gets in the way of me being useful. And I do believe, like, I don't know exactly what God's will for me is at all times, but I certainly am willing to try and to ask and to listen. And I cannot believe it. I have bit my tongue till it bleeds before I say something that I think that I'm going to have to do a step nine about. Because I, you know, it's like doing that whole thing is, it, it, there's, it's almost like there's like a, there's like this part in it when I do a step nine, it's like, I'm never going to do that again. And, Karen, and, you've got five minutes left. Thanks. And, and, um, you know, that has helped me. I, I have a fear of loss. I have all sons. I'm so afraid of the daughters-in-law, like they're going to take them away and that the other family has more time with the grandchildren and all this nonsense. And this program has shown me how to handle it, what the real truth is, the real truth, what's the reality of the situation, and um, to actually get to a point where I'm happy when they're with the other family. Like, that's remarkable. That is just remarkable. I suffer a lot from jealousy. Okay? I really am. Whatever, you know, I have this thing. And that's actually one of the things I'm working on right now. 
to be relieved of that because it's just so, it's so distracting. And, um, and like the thing with the fear was like, I grew up in a way, I grew up in a very nice house. I mean, you know, it just was, but I'm a fearful person and I got to the point where I would use fear as motivation for me. The same way I would use negative speak, like I would tell myself, you're so fat, you're so fat, that like that was going to motivate me into a, to do something. In this program, I have learned compassion is where it's at. When I have compassion for myself, when I have compassion for another person, so much of this angst is eased. And I don't have to be the best. Not everybody's watching me. is a default for me to a point where it requires regular work. It's like I said to my sponsor one on vacation, I had to call it today and I was like, I am, I so enjoyed not calling a sponsor. Like it was so wonderful. <laughs> and she was like, well, what about me? I take several calls. I, I'm so, I love not taking them. And she said, but you know what? We're nowhere's without it. This is what we have to do to stay sane and healthy <laughs> and this, this is where our illness brings us, and this is where the solution is. And I said, I know you're right. And, um, and another thing this sponsor taught me was she said, get in the middle of the, and you won't fall off. So she started to push me to doing service. So I used to think they say, service is putting away chairs on time. I'm like, I'm doing service. I'll put away my chair. <laughs> Maybe I'll put away somebody else's. But now I do service. And um, I actually think that when I was away for months struggling with my food so much, I think part of it, part of that, was that I wasn't doing my service, which I was running Zoom meetings and, um, you know, some other technical stuff and leading meetings. And now I say yes. Like when Nancy called me up, I was like, what do you want me for? I'm, I'm like, I have one day or what is it, three days? Like, what do you want me for? You don't want, you know. And um, then it was like, well, you can speak at this meeting. This meeting is amazing. And I'm like, yes, yes. And um, I'm saying yes to service. But really, actually, I say yes to service because I feel part of a community when I say yes to service. I really feel like I'm contributing in a part of the community. And it actually helps me so much. And one of the things I struggle with is as somebody that's sloppy with food, I mean, it's not like I'm, I might not be face down in, in, in flour and sugar, but I have all kinds of willingness surrounding food, my own willingness. And the thing that really bothers me is that I can't really be a sponsor, but I feel I have a lot to offer. So um, being in a workshop group, working the steps or doing service or being able to speak at a meeting, this is really very special to me because I wasn't able to, I didn't ne never, I wouldn't qualify to speak anywhere else. And um, it, it's been years since I spoke. Well, no, I did speak, I did speak like a year ago. And, um, yeah. and I wanna thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you so, so much, Gerilyn.